What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG and MHS Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, I I didn't. I was really struggling with what to talk about today because you know we're really in deep, deep into the off season, and um, I mentally made the, the the note to myself that I don't talk about Eurobasket. And um, that is something that I, I think I should address. And this will be kind of a news and notes thing. Um, there's a there's some little things that have happened to talk about, but not not much. It's particularly with the Nuggets. There's just nothing going on. Um, other than maybe Jamal Murray and uh, MPJ in this Nuggets workout thing, which was pretty cool. Um, but... Um, People have asked me on Twitter if uh, why I'm not covering Eurobasket, and uh, particularly Nikola Jokic and his uh, Serbian team, which lost today and has was eliminated by Italy. Um, why I haven't been watching, uh, and why I'm not covering it. And my simple answer to that is that I haven't seen one moment of any of the qualifying rounds or I have not seen any moment of uh, actual Eurobasket. I don't have... Um, I didn't have a pull to do it for a couple reasons, and I, I think I think this will kind of sum this up. Much in the same way that I have a podcast called the Gen X Show, uh, which is my second podcast, you should definitely check that out. Um, but it, it it is because I don't. I mean, because everyone else in Denver media, specifically Nuggets media, was covering it, I have I felt zero desire to cover it. I I always zig when other people zag. I and and it's not only because of that. It's just something that I think that other people would do far better than I do would. Um, I don't know any of the players. The DNVR people went to Serbia. They developed a relationship with that kind of culture and that kind of thing. It's just it's not in my wheelhouse, and I really tend to avoid things that are not in my wheelhouse. Um, I don't. I don't want to go outside. That means so that doesn't mean I won't t- challenge myself, but I, I tend to avoid things that I'm not good at. I'm not, I, I here's an example. Years ago, years and years and years ago, we're talking ten years ago, and, and I tried the whole beat reporter thing with Denver Stiffs, and I was really bad at it um, because I have a tendency to feel like the rigors and monotony of doing something like that is is dulling and i i mentally reject it and it i my work becomes shoddy and anyone who was reading denver step now nah, maybe it wasn't 2012 we're talking about 2013 14 maybe connelly's first year and i was just really bad at it and it occurred to me at that point moment in time that i that i'm not the kind of person who's wired to be doing this sort of thing so i i went away from it never done it again um, same thing with this. I don't feel that I would do it justice. I do not. In fact, I pretty much know I wouldn't do Eurobasket um, any justice at all because my heart's not there. Um, I am an NBA guy through and through. And well, to give you an example of this, I do not um, cover college basketball and I barely pay attention to the tournament. Um, I kind of feel college basketball is awful basketball and i don't 
have any desire to watch it or cover it. And uh, so I stay away from it because if I did try it, my my focus would suffer and my approach would suffer and you would get a lousy, shoddy product, basically. So I don't do it. Um, obviously, there are ways you could find great storylines in something like this. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, I'm not made of stone. I understand that there's a there's a that we're in the eye teeth of a very long off season, um, the longest off season the Nuggets have had in three years, four years. Um, so we are now at a point where you know it's it's the doldrums and people got to find something to talk about. I just don't don't think that I am the person to be talking about Eurobasket. Um, other than seeing Danilo Gallinari's uh, ACL injury, which that poor guy is absolutely stake, but um, but outside of that, I just it's not something that I desire to explore. And it's better served by people like Ryan Blackburn on Mile High Sports. Go check him out, um, and maybe the people at DNVR and you know others that have a TJ McBride, other people who are actually covering that sort of thing. I just I don't have the mental hardware. I I, I don't have the space in my head to cover it. I just, I don't. And it would be pretty bad. I can give you an overall opinion, though, um, now that that uh, the Serbia has been eliminated. Um, I am not going to sit here, uh, all due respect to the Serbians who are listening to this podcast. I appreciate the downloads. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Jokic getting a longer rest than some of these other uh, Eurobasket teams um, is not beneficial for the Denver Nuggets. I was kind of worried that this would run on for a long time and uh, that the Nuggets, that, that the Jokic that came back would be tired to start the season. Um, this will give Jokic a... He will be in relative in better basketball shape, and he won't be tired out. Um, and that's the way I look at it from a Nuggets perspective. Obviously, if you're a Serbian, you're very disappointed right now. There's a lot of national pride in this sort of thing, and I do not blame you if you don't want to hear uh, some American talking about how uh, Nikola Jokic getting bowing out of the uh, EuroBasket um, before other teams is uh, good. And I get that. So I'm not going to try. Um, I, 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 look, folks, I, I barely pay attention to Team USA. Um, it's not something that I it has ever driven me. So I have a different perspective on this sort of thing. Uh, it is not something that I am going to um, go out and seek. I don't I don't have any any desire. I'm just that, that's my brain is not wired that way. Um, I grew up an NBA fan. Um, and that is kind of hardwired to my brain. Now, as much as I, I want, I really will go out on a, on a limb and cape for, uh, uh, these European basketball players who come over and deserve more respect than they get, uh, within NBA Twitter, particularly from American fans. Um, I don't have any sort of capability or desire to, to go cover the sport, um, a person who really has that kind of uh, desire and uh, and stuff like that was really Tim Connolly. Um, Connolly was cut his teeth as a European scout in uh, when he was 
with the Washington Bullets then, but then they became the Wizards uh, way back when. That is where he really kind of made his bones. That's where he came up through the ranks, and uh, he really loves it. And he loves basketball. He loves college basketball. Um, uh, everything that I'm not. I could never be a scout because I, I had no patience. I have no patience looking at that sort of thing. I can scout NBA teams, but I cannot do, I cannot do uh, specifically college basketball. Just my, it would be like that scene in uh, The Simpsons where uh, Homer's listening to Ned Flanders talk and his soul leaves his body and his, and his body collapses. Um, that would be me. So uh, rather than do that, I just I just don't do it. And, and quite frankly, I can I can bullshit my way through a lot of different things, um, but I can't do it if I'm not if my heart's not in it or it's not a subject that I'm very, very aware of. And uh, that's I just choose not to. But now that Jokic is out of Eurobasket, um, obviously Vlako Chanchar is still playing because he's with Slovenia. But now that uh, 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 Jokic is out, uh, I think that, I mean, once again, due respect to the Serbian folks who may be listening to this, it's probably good for the Denver Nuggets um, that he is not exhausted when he comes back. Um, and plus, uh, Jokic values his his uh, family time and his alone time, and he's got a new kid. Obviously, that'll all benefit him for when he from when he returns to Denver uh, in late September, which is a couple weeks away, and uh, really sets up gearing up for the NBA season, which is, as we all know, a grind. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm, this is going to be a short podcast, but I wanted to get that off my chest. Um, before I go to, uh, the second half of the podcast where I'll talk about Jamal Murray practicing with the Nuggets and I'll talk about some other news and notes. Uh, I want to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coursefield, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. Um, look, you always heard me talk about red wines, and that's really my my uh, the wine that I love. But they got, you know, a array, array of other wines, both with partnerships from Western Colorado wineries um, and... Uh, from their own stock from Sonoma County, California. That is all really, really good from what I'm told. Um, I've had the Rieslings. The Rieslings are very good. Uh, it's a sweeter uh, wine, but it's 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 good. It, it, it's good, particularly the Western Slope ones. That really is the specialized grape from out there. But if you want to talk about red wines, uh, let me tell you something. There's there's just, that's my almost my expertise at this point. And Blanchard Family Wines is up there with the best that I've ever had. Uh, they got a uh, Zin that is finished in whiskey barrels, and uh, that is a, a really, really good. And I think you should really try that out. Once again, remember, if they're finished in whiskey barrels, they have higher alcohol content, so beware of that before you try it. Uh, but they got, you know... A blend. They got Pinot. They got these other wine Merlots and Syrahs from Western Slope. That's all really good, and I hope you really enjoy it. Um, there, go to bfwdenver.com. Pick yourself up a bottle. Um, get yourself uh, some swag, or book yourself a table. That's all great because it's all good because it's great wine from Sonoma County and the Western Slope of Colorado, and I know you'll enjoy it. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of Dairy Block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you speak to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. 
So we got a video of Jamal Murray and I think Michael Porter Jr. was there. Actually, I, I, before I, I talk about that sort of thing, I think I think he was there working out with these other Nuggets that are in town um, and playing a game uh, in the Nuggets gym. And uh, it was good to see. Uh, good to see Jamal get out there and getting, getting uh, some activity. Um, he has, by the time... Uh, uh, the season starts, it will have been 18 months since Jamal's injury. Um, to put that in perspective, uh, that is r- close to the time that it took from Antonio D- McDice's first injury uh, in 2002 to when he played again uh, for the Knicks in 2004. That um, That is roughly an equivalent amount of time between those two things. Um it's a long time. Uh, 18 months is a long time for any injury, to be honest with you. Um, so at the very least, we need to be prepared for the rust to be there for Jamal. Um, I'm glad that he's working out and trying to get back into shape. And then he went back up to Canada with Kyle Lowry and was watching, watching stuff there. So um, there is just... Uh, you know, it was good to see Jamal out there. It was good to see Jamal out there um, working out with the guys and uh, just, you know, felt like a normal off-season thing, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, speaking of normal off-season thing, I kind of want to mention the mid-season tournament thing that the NBA is really pushing. They really want to do this. I can tell the players don't want to do it, but they're probably being backed into a corner here. Um I really don't have any thoughts about the midseason tournament other than I think um, anything that the, the, the gambit here is that the league is hoping that midseason tournament will drive up interest. But the problem with any midseason tournament is you is that you can never make the stakes as high as a championship, right? You can never make the stakes as high as winning a finals. So you're going to be, you know, and, and we're talking when we're talking midseason tournament here, you know, it's never even, but roughly halfway through uh, the season. You're trying to incentivize players to try in a tournament that it really in the end is, in the end means nothing. okay? So you're trying to boost money, get bonuses. Uh, maybe affect seating and all that stuff. You know, you never know this sort of thing. Um, but the problem is it will never be the equivalent of a finals. So they will never give you finals levels of effort. And that's just inevitable. That's just not going to happen. Um, and I think that the NBA is kind of fooling itself because in Europe, they have been doing mid-season tournament things for ages. They're used to it. Um the NBA at this point is really just trying to get the players to care about it as much as um, they do in Europe, and it's just never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Um, Americans aren't wired that way. If there's not something on the line, I, 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 I mean, look look at what the um, major, what Major League Baseball did when they were uh, doing the uh, All Star Game, and whoever won the All Star Game got home field advantage. Um, it didn't make the games better, just made them kind of more angsty. And um, it just didn't work, so they stopped doing that, and it was BS anyway because of, the, of that ridiculous tie game that happened way back when. Um, 
and they ran out of pitchers. But it, it just it, it just is not something that I think you're going to be able to. I, I this is where I think the effect is is being uh, misinterpreted by the NBA. You're never going to get these players to care as much as you do about having the tournament. And it's never going to happen because you will never make whatever result is coming from these uh, games. You'll never make that result as significant as winning a championship. It will never be. And you're trying to say to people that, that this half a loaf thing, basically, that is going on, you're trying to make it to where that it matters to these players just as much, just as much as uh, as a championship would. And, then, and that's not going to ever going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And I think we need to recalibrate our um, expectations here. We need to recalibrate what we think of as uh, what these tournaments would look like before we get into um, before we get into what it's going to be, because I think the NBA has this pie in the sky notion that the that these players will buy in and they will be this will be a great midseason tournament that everyone will care about to the utmost. And I I got a message for the NBA. It's just, it's just not it's not it's not going to happen in be prepared for it to be more like the all-star game with the home field advantage at stake thing um, than it will be any sort of Europeanized midseason tournament. It's you're just not going to, I mean, the money's nice and the player, the players will like the money, but it's not a NBA finals and you'll never be able to convince them that it is. And uh, who's going to go home and say, I won the the midseason championship and people would um, this, this is the U.S. we're talking about here. People would roundly mock them for being happy about that sort of thing. It's just, it's just not, it's just not going to be a thing. And I'm hoping the NBA doesn't stake its claim on this thing, thinking that it's this innovation, because I just don't see it turning into what they potentially think it's going to be. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of interested in seeing how that plays out with them, and 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 we'll see, we'll see. I'm 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 curious at this point, but maybe it'll, maybe I'm going to be on the wrong side of history with this. Which, hey, look, I've been on the wrong side of history with uh, plenty of different things, so uh, I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, anyway, thank you all for joining me on this brief Mortcast where you just heard me explain things. Uh, I'll be back soon um, with another episode. Uh, like I said, oh, uh, last week or maybe the week before, I'm going to start doing um, two week once the season begins, and I'm debating on whether to do that at the start of preseason or just wait till the season for that. With that, um, be sure and check out the uh, Gen X show. I have got some amazing interviews coming up on that with uh, some Hollywood people that I think you'll really enjoy. Um, I had some people complaining to me that I that my uh, Gen X show was uh, too niche with certain subjects, and I just basically said I'm not changing. So, uh, but if you like that sort of thing and you want to hear uh, uh, horror movie reviews, um, uh, interviews with interesting people, and uh, in, uh, talking about music and all this stuff, if you want to hear all that smorgasbord from someone who is in his mid 40s, I would highly suggest that you go and check out the. Uh, the Gen X show, I really, 
it's it's my passion right now other than this podcast and i'm really putting a ton into it so i hope you all uh enjoy that and please go and subscribe it's on apple and uh Baton's and everything where you, everywhere else you can get your uh, podcast so anyway thank you all for joining me on the latest mortcast i'll be back soon with another episode goodbye